All right, all right. John and Julia discussing retirement, the ultimate treasure hunt. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you today, John? I'm I'm really good. Looking forward to this morning's dis- discussion. Today, Julia, I want to discuss the art of creative aging. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot to talk about um, when we talk about creative aging. Uh, why is creativity so difficult for so many people? It's because of how we've been educated. And um, there is an amazing book by a neuroscientist by the name of Gregory Burns. Um, It's called Iconoclast. And um, there is an argument that Gregory Burns is making. Um, He is saying that perhaps it is the result of the way we're educated, and I quote, or perhaps it is simply a reflection of the biological maturation of our brains. But creativity seems to become more difficult for many people as they get older. And then he discusses something really fascinating, the efficiency principle. The fact that, as you know, nature tends to conserve energy, our brain tends to conserve energy. And so as the large amounts of information and experience that we acquire by the time we get older gets consolidated, it means that the brain needs to categorize it. So we form our opinions. We are much more aware of what we like, what we don't like, what works, what doesn't work, how these people are, how those people are, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, imagination and creativity, one of the guiding principles of that is the ability to break this categorization and to see things not for what we think that they are, but what they might be. Um, certainly, if you go to MoMA, uh, Museum of Modern Art in New York, what you see there as modern art is that effort to break the categorizations of whether or not a certain item belongs in the restroom or a museum. I'm referring to that famous uh, <laughs> <laughs> toilet right. right on exhibit. So. Unfortunately, the efficiency principle, Burns explains, works against imagination. So in other words, mm -hmm. you're saying that uh, so we're kind of wired uh, with this efficiency principle to possibly not be so creative naturally. Uh, And so how how do we how can we develop everyday creativity then? You know, there is there is an exercise that that Burns um, asks his reader to do. Uh-huh. He says, close your eyes and visualize the sun setting over a beach. And then once people do that, he says, how detailed was your image? Did you envision um, the sun over the water? Did you feel the breeze did you imagine the palm swings 
the palm trees swaying gently? Did you feel the water, warm water lapping at your feet? Most of us have that complete postcard image, right? Have uh -huh. you noticed? It's so right. true. So, so um, essentially, to imagine something in detail, you need to devote a significant amount of mental activity and time to that task and wake up the senses. And so one of the things that Burns recommends, and that will answer your question, I believe, and I love how he says it. He says, bombard the brain with new experiences. Okay, bombard the brain, brain with, with new, new with new things. Yes. So one of one of the tactics that we can employ against all of these categorizations and kind of becoming very inflexible mm -hmm. with our thinking is expose your brain to I love it how he says it. Forget exposed, bombard your brain with new experiences. Um, and obviously what you consider to be a new experience is going to differ wildly. Because if you live on the farm, going to the farm is not going to be a new experience for you. But if you live in a large city, it would be. So what is it for you that's mm -hmm. going to be a new experience? And right. then massively... Or as much as you can, <laughs> jolt your brain out of the preconceived notions. It it, it makes sense, right? It does, doesn't it? Uh, you Do have to start new. with something. And it's kind of like um, when we uh, cross train uh, our bodies, right? So the mind yeah. is probably no different in that uh, we have to throw different experiences at it for it to stay um, you know, alive and activated and open, if you will. Uh, so uh, you, you mentioned iconoclasts, and uh, that's an interesting uh, subject there. How do they do it? So uh, Burns start, studied um, people who are considered to be iconoclasts. So these are super creative people way ahead of their time. And um, essentially, he figured out that these people will always challenge themselves. They will always try to break out of their routines. And if you need to uh, engage in an action that's habitual, can you find a good alternative? If you know that every day you're cooking yourself breakfast, can you find a good alternative to be creative or mm -hmm. to do it slightly differently? Um, if you are thinking a habitual thought, can you reframe it? And I think that's the that's the principle. Okay. Exposing yourself to something new. Okay. So they're always challenging themselves and yep. uh, they look for uh, ways to uh, think outside the box. Yeah. Uh, how can we enhance our own creativity then? I guess that's what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. And we follow that same model. Um, in addition, if you worry about what someone else might think, 
as you are getting out of that proverbial box, uh, even if you know that someone's going to disapprove of it, can you still try it? And okay. of course, we're only advocating legal things. <laughs> uh, right. 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 Well, exactly. Uh, right. And, and if you catch yourself squashing your creative impulses, if you overthink, you overprepare, you overanalyze, you overcategorize, can you catch yourself as you do that and be a little bit more open to perhaps taking another look at what's going on. Yes. And it's it's all through bombarding your brain with new experiences. It's all going to come from that. Well, what so as we let's say we're we're open to this and we're uh, we're thinking, OK, I'll bombard my my brain and we'll try to shake this thing uh, out of uh, hibernation, if you will, for some of us. Mm -hmm. uh, what are a few things to keep in mind uh, as we go through our own days, our daily life to to enhance that? There are two things that you must keep in mind. The first one is that doing something new will always elicit fear. It's a normal response. Understand that, the fear, under that there's going to there, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You'll feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it's it's. Uh, fear sometimes fear comes as discomfort and uh, if you take up uh, a new exercise routine for sure it will be uncomfortable in so many different uh, ways yes. <laughs> your body will be your mind your, yes. your everything right <laughs> it's, uh, it's built to to tell you you know right it's please it's stop built to say don't do it exactly don't do this exactly and so expecting that fear expecting that um, it's going to come. Mine is always, I always expect uh, an injury. So I'm always like, oh my God, I'm going to do weights. I'm going to do this and that. Of course, something's going to happen. I'm going to get injured. And my, my mind uses that uh, for months and months and months. And every time I have to talk to myself and say, I have a good trainer. I'm doing this safely. I'm watching this and, you know, so there, yeah, there's always no, no, this. That's a, it's a really good point. And I have uh, some friends that say, oh, I, I don't want to do that because, well, I've been seeing other people do this all the time and they do it safely and they enjoy it. And I, I'm not sure that that advice, you know, it to default to the safe thing all the time is uh good for us as we age. Um, Absolutely. I, I really like your, your uh, example there where we're holding ourselves back for fear. Um, are there other things to keep in mind there? Yes. Thank you. And the second one is that creativity, just like anything else moves in cycle. So okay. much like the nature moves in cycles and there is the summer and the fall and the winter and the spring don't expect yourself to be at your peak constantly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fine that one day is different from the next. Creativity <laughs> cycles yes, uh, is absolutely. what you're talking about and expect uh, that that is potentially, it is a, a reality really. And that it, it, it somewhat moves in, in waves, right? It does. And it's fueled by 
uh, by uh, being idle. Okay. Which is something that uh, we always, I don't know, our, our society is not fond of uh, any moments when we can have the space, free time, idleness, um, you know, pure relaxation. Sure. But it's fueled by that. And we are, we want to be productive. We want to squeeze any free time out of our lives. And unfortunately, while doing that, we squeeze out the ability to create with it. Okay. And that's very sad. And and as we get further and further into retirement, perhaps we're not working quite as many hours at some point. That ability is can now be fueled much better than you know, when we had 60 hour weeks and children at home and so everything else. You're saying, hey, um, when we have more time, we can overcome some of these things. We'll have more time to assess that fear, uh, understand the cycle, you know, creativity cycle. <clears throat> so we should be able to cope with some of the roadblocks that we naturally are part of the equation, I think, is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, does um, I, I have to ask you, uh, I think I know the answer to that, but does fear of failure stop you from being creative? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. Because we're so critical sometimes. We're self-critical for no reason. And uh, we can't go from zero to Leonardo. And, you know, there is always this uh, runway that we need to give ourselves. You know, what I love um, the most in the entire body of work of Abraham Maslow is a quote by him. He says, a first-rate soup is more creative than a second-rate painting. And if this is not the guideline for everyday creativity, you know, that a first rate soup is more creative than a second rate painting. You know, here he tells us, get out of this thinking that you cannot use your everyday creativity. I understand. Yes, you can. Uh And it's more valuable sometimes than something that's um, hanging in a museum on a wall and doesn't have any um, originality to it whatsoever so that's the that's the thought that i would like to leave our listeners with today it is that um if you were to uh you know summarize the art of creative aging uh can you summarize this is that is that the bottom line that would be the summary it it is yes that would be the summary a first-rate soup is more creative than a second-rate painting. I, I love that, <laughs> Ma- mainly because I really like to create different types of soup, and it is, um, it does certainly give us uh, a, a sense of accomplishment and reward when someone says, "You know, John, that really tasted great. How did you do it?" You know. 
Well, I did Wonderful. this, and I, you know. So, Julia, I've really enjoyed uh, this morning's discussion on the art of creative aging, and uh, I look forward to talking with you very soon on our next topic. Thank you, John. See you soon. See ya.